Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Non-League podcast which is coming to you earlier. It feels like only three days ago we did a podcast um, with you last week. Oh that's pretty much because it was, we were only there on Thursday and here we are on Monday evening. Um, again it's my fault, I'm John Phipps, it's my fault, I'm really sorry but I've just got far too many things on this week um, to unfortunately make the time to speak to Matthew Gerald but I've got the best thing in the world because sat around seven feet away from me is my co-host Mr Matt Gerrard how are you not too bad John yourself yeah I know you're a very busy man turning into um well I, I suppose there's plenty of 40 towers gags I can do oh, from boom this, boom uh from this point of view but your new um vocation coming up very shortly so uh hopefully the pod will get back to sort of um more not organized but kind of thing <laughs> when everybody's a little bit uh, less busy from that point of view yeah but I'm good John so uh not too bad a uh, weekend football wise for some well, of our clubs. Well, no, some of our clubs. I mean, obviously your club. We'll, we'll talk uh, about them shortly. But yeah, well, some of them will be more happy than others. But uh, you know, concentrate on the league, John. That's the most important thing. That's what, that's what I'm going to be saying. Concentrate on the league. Concentrate uh, on the league. Of course, yes. Well, you said you said that you, you'd rather go out of the FA Cup at this stage and stay up. So I suppose the proof will be in the pudding in that one. Um, it's our 58th show this week, um, and I have some sporting stats for number 58 for you, Mr. Gerard. Uh, it is the most points ever scored in a fourth quarter of an NBA match by the Buffalo Braves in 1972. And what was the, the overall score in that? Do you know? No, I don't know that. Oh. Um, but it is also the most points in a game by a rookie player who was Will Chamberlain for Philadelphia against Detroit and then did it uh, a month later as well against the New York Knicks, which is very impressive. And also, it's the lowest score in an 18-hole round of golf, which was achieved on the PGA Tour achieved by Jim Furyk in the final round of the 2016 Travellers' Championship. I don't think I could get round uh, the TPC River Highlands in 158, so that must have been quite some day for Jim Furyk. I was pleased that you haven't got any more basketball stats there, John. That was quite impressive, the amount of basketball stats you again. I thought I was with Michael Jordan there. 58 points for basketball, four quarters. That doesn't seem that high for me, but clearly uh, I don't do a, a podcast on basketball. Does not really know much about it? I th- to be fair, though, it's... It, but, um, Basketball is not the worst one for it, but baseball is a statistician's dream. So surely you must love a bit of that on on the sly. You know, although think of all those spreadsheets. But yeah, I, I've never really understood how they work it out. But I'd love to go to a game of baseball, though. I think in America, I, I like walking around stadiums. I've been to a few stadiums in America when I've been on holiday over there, but never been to a game. But it's one of the things I want to put on the old bucket list to go to a uh, to a baseball game. And what's that song they say? Let's go back to the ballpark. To- Something like that. If you watch Frasier, it's all about an episode about that. And as we, if anybody listened to this program before, Frasier is the greatest program that's ever been on. So go, go, Niles, go, Frasier. And how's the the rest of the world? I guess you're getting ready for uh, for Christmas now with with two young girls. Uh, yeah, well, I think um, the consensus was now that uh, Halloween's gone, bonfires night, remembrance has gone. Now basically, it's the the six week run down the hill to Christmas. So yeah, I think uh, the list for Father Christmas or the um, the letter must be probably needs to be done very very shortly. So, but uh, the eldest one, I think they've asked for bikes, but I think they've realised if they ask for a bike, they might not get too much else. So, uh, that's always a concern for them from that point of view. Not about the giving of receiving, the quantity of that they'll be getting. So, um, yeah, yeah, Christmas is coming thick and fast. Obviously, I'm not a parent, Matt. Um, but have you ever had a moment where the Christmas list has, has appeared and there's been something on it, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, there has been stuff. And we've, uh, what do we try and get one year? Uh, there's been loads of stuff. You know, you look at the list. They do the list, of course. And then Christmas Day comes, and you get it. And they ask, "Where's I don't know Buzz Lightyear?" And you think, "Well, he didn't wasn't on your list." So the Father Christmas didn't really too know, know much about that. But that, that'll happen again. So um, 
again, it's what the you know one of them's got something and the other one has it, and they wanted it and things like that. So and you've also got to be very very careful. You've always got to get the same amount of presents because kids, you know, very very coy will say that. Oh, she's got 16 presents. I've only got 15. So but you, one of yours is a Ferrari and one of them is not a Ferrari. It doesn't really go through um, from that point of view. So you've got to be very, very careful. But they, they won't be too sport over Christmas. That's what grandparents do. It is a double bonanza as well for, for the Gerrards because he also has this in the summer as his two girls are actually born one day apart. Uh, we're a couple of years different. So it must be mighty difficult for him because I, I think they do count count the presents and to be honest if I've ever known of any children that would have a spreadsheet about how many numbers they've got they will be related to Mr Matt Gerrard yeah again and I did ask him about the other day you know I've never had a Playstation or Xbox or whatever it was and there must be a time because all their mates who are boys you know boys you know have all got FIFA and things like that but they haven't even shown any interest in a Playstation and Xbox so I'm a little bit gutted because I you know I'd love a game or a a FIFA now and again but I probably would be um, absolutely told off by, by my, my good lady wife by constantly trying to get Lincoln City promoted or something and out of that. <laughs> Indeed. Um, anyway, let's talk about some football. That's why we're here. Um, all this Christmas chat is, is far too early anyway. Um, obviously, this weekend it was the FA Cup and for one of our non-league teams, it was a pass through to the next round and Matt was at Maidstone United's game against Macclesfield and from what he's already told me uh, on our way over earlier on, uh, it wasn't the best game of football he's ever seen, but will Maidstone care? Uh, no, I don't think. I thought it was... a. First half, uh, Macclesfield were the better side by a little bit. weren't the greatest game in the world. A little bit of quality took the lead. I thought they were pretty poor. Um, Maidstone didn't create many chances, and that was my concern. That was be that they wouldn't score uh, many goals. But second half, they got a free kick. The goalkeeper for Macclesfield was on loan for Manchester United. I thought was one of the worst goalkeepers I've seen at this level. Uh, didn't control his area, and if you put the ball under his nose, he, he didn't have a clue what he was doing. So they did that good goal from Jack Powell, and they, they upped the tempo. Um, and then uh, got the penalty. Elliot Romano, I thought, was their best player by a mile. A really good uh, forward, leading the line. He won the penalty against Jamie Grimes, former Dover man, who's you know hasn't really improved. Every time he gets the ball, he just launched it uh, out of out of the ground. But which he did at Dover and time. And they went and they weren't really in trouble. I didn't think Macclesfield. Twenty minutes didn't press or anything. You could see Macclesfield aside in all sorts of problems. Uh, there seems to be um, issues off the pitch with the owner, etc. After speaking of something there, but Maidstone got through, and that's all you can ask. Um, I think they need to play a little bit better. I would be concerned where the goals are coming from in open play. But um, yeah, they're through to the next round and we're watching the telly who they could play in the next round as well. Well, indeed, it's either going to be Hampton, Richmond or Oldham. And uh, it looks like Oldham are currently trailing that one. 1-0, Chris Dixon has scored the goal. But by the time you hear this, um, you will all know Chris Dixon still using the same celebration that he was using when he played for Gillingham about 11, 12 years ago. Is that wrestling one, isn't it? Is that wrestling? No, he just waves, he waves his hand in front of his face. I'm not quite sure what the... I thought the, it was uh, some sort of wrestling move. It could, well, you'd be rubbish at wrestling if that was your move, wouldn't you? Well, I think after you've... After you've What's that when you put your elbow down into them? Oh, right. Okay. Um, Absolute United also in the hat. Uh, a tie at Accrington Stanley is on the horizon for them. Who if are they? they? Can, exactly. Um, if they can win their replay at, against Cheltenham. Nil-nil draw on Saturday. First game in charge for Gary Hill. Um, I guess from what I heard on, on the radio, they they played pretty well, Ebsfleet. And, and I think that they may regret the fact that they didn't take the take advantage and win this one. Yeah, I think uh, they played pretty well first half. Had a couple of chances. Kept well going close. Um, Cheltenham are again a side with sh- uh, fragile confidence haven't won too many games under the new manager yeah I think Gary Hill will be delighted I think he said in his after uh, post-match press conference that goal scoring he may be looking to bring a, a striker in which may start a, a sort of a, a movement of strikers around the the, the, the game so uh, yeah decent result but again 
Accrington Stanley away is not the greatest draw. Um, if they can get past Cheltenham, the thirty-six thousand pounds will be, uh, you know, a very welcome addition. But you probably go to Accrington. I can't believe there's going to be many people there for that particular game. And Accrington, you know, apart from the Jules, I think beating them at home this season, they've got an excellent home record and doing very, very well. So it's a bit of a tough tie that one, I think, for them if they can get through. It is. Um, Bromley were knocked out. They lost 3-1 at home to Peterborough. Neil Smith was not best pleased with the red card decision in that one, was he, Matt? No, I, I saw it on the telly um, when he was sent off. Which was it Frankie Raymond who got sent off? I think it was. So um, he sort of pushed his arm up and as a Steve Evans side, they, they make the most of the the contact and he, he was um, uh, went down and you saw Neil Smith on the sidelines sort of... Um, the referee was one of these, you know, these ref- red cards straight away. You know, these referee wasn't waiting around. As soon as he went over, out came the red card. And you saw Neil Smith, you know, patrolling down the, um, the side of the pitch and he went running up. He looked very frustrated. As he would aside, 1 0 up just before half time. If they'd have held on, they could have gone and get it. I always thought it was going to be a difficult tie for them, to be honest, to get through against uh, Peterborough. But being 1 0 up, Roger Johnson, who's played in the FA Cup final, scoring the goal, they, they had a chance there. It's a disappointment for Bromley in this. They need to. Move on from that, and that, that unwanted record of not being in the second round is a long, long time ago. It is. Um, were any other teams in the non-league picture in FA Cup action Saturday? I feel like we've not mentioned one, Matt. Uh, um, Barca Berry, they played. Barca Berry, yeah. Um, oh, excellent. Yeah, Tiki Taka was it? Yeah, yeah. Tiki Taka, and uh, of course that's Dover uh, Berry five, Dover Athletic nil. Um, well, I don't know, really want to say uh, the reports I got that we weren't particularly very good. Um, and if you watch the goals, which you can find out on various um, social medias, that you know they, they weren't the greatest goals in the world. So, and as you mentioned earlier, John, um, all the good work they've done against the Maidenhead result from that have gone out the window by being absolutely pummeled by Berry. So. I think that's the thing. I did say to you, I assumed that he'd made a lot of changes for that game. Um, but you tell me it's just one change from that win over Maidenhead. And that to me, I, I kind of thought going up to Berry was a lose, no-lose situation for Dover. But actually, I think they've managed to turn it into a lose situation because those players who would have been on such a high after beating Maidenhead, playing really well, their best performance of the season, have now got an absolute shooing and they would have had all the journey back home from Berry to think about how badly they'd done. Yeah, I think... People said that maybe we should have gone into our, um, uh, you know, men behind the ball and try and do it. But Barry, you know, played the ball around us and took tore us apart. I think it shows the, the vulnerabilities of the Dover side because a you've got disappointment, you know, scoring goals. I think it's going to be a concern, and also defensively going to be a concern. They need an absolute leader at the back, which they really haven't got. Uh, Adabawali's come in, but maybe he was been out of his depth against some quality players from Barry, which may knock his confidence. So Annie has done has got a big job to do. They've got to go to Halifax this week. Halifax haven't been on a great run. Uh, and they've got a cup tie coming up in midweek. They've got a replay against uh, Morecambe. So from that point of view, they may have one eye on that. But they need to somehow get something from Halifax. You know, defeats, you know, a point would they take a point? Probably, but three points would uh, really go down. He's got to forget about the FA Cup. Maybe the players that can come back in reason. Bobby Joe Taylor, who is suspended... Maybe Lee Wogan, you know, he couldn't play in that. Will he be coming to the into the fray? Not, not any of the goals or any uh, Mitch Walker's mistakes. So, um, yeah, interesting to see. Yeah, just not a good day at the office, really. And uh, I think the, the Dover fans enjoyed their trip, but it's a long, 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 <laughs> long trip home after getting Tonk 5-0. Exactly. Uh, this weekend, as you say, is a uh, return to league action for all of our teams. You've already mentioned FC Halifax against Dover Athletic. Uh, Ebbsfleet United are also on the road there at Boreham Wood. Uh, Bromley make the short trip to Leighton Orient. And Maidstone United are at home to Wrexham. And, and uh, that'll be a tough game for Maidstone, even though they are on a high from their cup exploits. 
Yeah, Wrexham have done quite well this season. I think won in the cup uh, on Saturday. I think they think they can get promoted. Work hard work inside. I didn't think um, they were that good when they played big day the first game of the season. No, uh, David missed a penalty, etc. Like that from from that point of view. But they're doing quite well. Again, Maystone's. I think uh, you know great result at the weekend. But I think they need to perform better, uh, create more chances um, going forward to score goals if they can do that in the where they are. I'd be concerned. You know the, the lack of chances they created the week from open play. Um, Set, from a set piece, they look dangerous. So, but it's a it's a big game there for them, and I think uh, nice to get. Uh, I don't think he's, I don't think he's won at home a game yet, uh, Harry Wheeler in the in the league. So, it's a good one to put down on the marker because you know it's they're quite they're still in a relegation battle. The euphoria of the FA Cup is good, and it's the extra money, and they've got a good chance if we play Hampton to get into the third round. But you know the, the bread and butter, they've got to make sure they stay in this division. Yeah, no games in the National League South over the weekend. Dartford do play on Tuesday, but obviously that's after we record. On Saturday, though, uh, both them and Welling are in action. Uh, Welling are at home to Western Supermare, while Dartford are off to Hampton Richmond, who, as we've already mentioned, are currently playing in the FA Cup. And um, we'll move straight on to the FA Trophy map because those two teams are in the hat for that as well. Um, Dartford going to my new hometown of Eastbourne Borough, so I'm told. Uh, Welling at home to Dulwich Hamlet and Folkestone were the only team who made it through on Saturday. They are away to Woking. Uh, in the next round but uh, obviously Thomas Jangles went out they lost to Dorking and Herne Bay went down 1-0 at home to Needham Market but that's not a bad result given Herne Bay's previous score Yeah that was a 7-1 defeat disappointing um, uh, result from there again Needham Market was always going to be a tough tough game from that they've got to get back to the bread and butter move away from the bottom of the table good result for Folkestone it's a bit of a pig of a tie for them I suppose Woking away um, it might be uh, working in their favour because Woking will be involved in the uh, FA Cup the following week they may rest a few players and but I'm sure Neil Cugley, I don't, don't really class him as a cup manager, do you, Neil Cugley? He's very good in the leagues, never really done too much in the cups, but he's trying to um, sort that out if, if he can. But it's, it's a bit of a pig tie. If they're at home, you fancy him maybe against uh, Woking, but it's a bit of a difficult one away from home. Yeah, into the Isthmian League, where sad news actually, the uh, the president, Alan Turvey, he of the Alan Trophy Turvey, uh, the Alan Turvey Trophy, sorry, uh, has passed away uh, this morning after a, 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 a an illness he'd had uh heart problems and had a had surgery but um you know he's been involved in the league since 1978 he so was mr ryman wasn't he he, really? he was mr ryman so um very sad news and obviously all clubs are being asked to hold an appreciation before each match which is completely fair for an absolute legend uh, of that league um and yeah in the, in the league on saturday Mar- margate were one nil winners at leatherhead where apparently nicky ball was buying pints for the margate fans which was very nice of him but i'm sure he would have bought them pints before the game but not necessarily afterwards after franny collins late penalty gave gate all three points yeah that's a good result for margate margate um keeping a clean sheet will be pleased with that they need to sort their um home form out nicky ball lovely man um not really working out to him at leatherhead after his trip around the world um but he's uh yeah margate you know he's got to keep doing that it always seems to be you know, they've got to, got to get the um, consistency up now. Have they got their plan at home, Sassy Margaret? Are they doing uh, Do you know what? I haven't actually got that screen up in front of me, Matt. You've really well, put, you in, put you on you, the spot you've there. You've really put me on the spot there. Hang on, let's see how quick they can be. They are playing on Wednesday night at Merston, first of all, uh, Margate. And then, no, they're away again on Saturday against Kingstonian, uh, for who Elliot Buchanan, who was once of Margate, is, is is playing. So that'll be a tough game for them at Kingstonian as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, Margate have got to put down some markers, get against results against some sides at the top of the table. There's nobody running away with this division. That's far off. Margate can go on a bit of a run. That could be uh, the way forward. And I think they need some bit of cheer, but uh, Franny Collin still banging in the goals. And interesting, um, Billy Bricknell, I don't know if you followed Twitter on this, they were naming their um, favourite ever players they ever played with. And uh, 
Steve Watt, uh, Billy Bricknell, Franny Collin. It was quite interesting that some of the older Maidstone players were in there and a few Dover players in that. So it was quite an interesting one. Um, and Steve Watt, of course, named his favourite thing. It was the Chelsea side that won the league he was involved in. I was going to say, it would surely be him. I've, funny enough, talking about Chelsea, I once saw Steve Watt put a team sheet on Twitter of his days at Chelsea. And um, he, he was in the team, obviously. Um, but the thing that really stood out for me was that uh, former Ramsgate, Herm Bay, Whitstable, many other teams you can think of all around. Ian Pullman um, was in the team, but Carlton Cole was on the bench, um, which is probably a decision I'd still make to this day. Carlton Cole, is he still playing? Is he playing in China or somewhere? I think he might still be playing. If he's there. still going, I'm sure he's out Ian there Pullman, somewhere. Ian Pullman's at a club. And, and, and a player you rated highly, John, I know. I, Good player, but a nice fellow as well, Pulisic. He's a really nice lad, and you know, I, I get, I, I get on with him. I've seen him for a couple of years actually, but no, he's a he's a nice fellow, and um, I wish him well with 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 everything he's doing because he is a, 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 a just a genuinely nice bloke, and and on his day he was a very very good footballer at uh, Bostick South Le- uh, level. Um, we'll move on to the Bostick South East very shortly. Um, but just quickly, the rest of Saturday's fixtures. Uh, folks are at home to Potter's Bar and Harlow are at home to Tunbridge Angels. Uh, Angels with that almost impenetrable away record. So that'll be uh, a, good, a good test for them against Harlow, actually. And Alex Reid going back to his former club. Yeah, Tunbridge, uh, um, you know, it was a big game against Dawkins. It was putting around a marker for the league, wasn't it? And Dawkins came out on top. Dawkins, I think, who uh, maybe think they get a chance of doing well in that competition there. But Angels has been decent away from home. So um, all they just need to... Uh, Get the confidence out. Matt Davison, who we know the producers are, um, Sean BBC Radicate, he's quietly confident they're going to have a good season, and I think they are as well. So, uh, concentrate on the league and just see what they can do. But, you know, definitely playoffs are in their, in their, in their sights. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd definitely go along with that, Angels. And, and Steve McKim, you know, we, we've spoke to him a couple of times on the podcast, and, and they're doing really well so far. So, um, I'm very much in, enjoying seeing how that how they do because he's a nice fella, Steve McKim. And, you know, there have been times where people could possibly put him under pressure because he's been at Angels a long time. They haven't really challenged at the top. But this is the season where maybe the patience is, is proving its virtue, unlike in, at the top levels where our managers have all had the push this year. Yeah, well, yeah, well, where are they? They're you know, level on points, quite a tight division from that point of view. Yeah, he, he must be one of our long-serving managers now, Steve McKim. Probably has. He's probably been there three Three four years, so um, yeah, he's doing a decent job down there, and uh, I think it could be a you know he was linked with the Epsilon job. A few Epsilon fans said they maybe think they'd like to take him over because he had a good character, that, uh, good spell there. So yeah, he's doing a good job. Steve McKim, long-serving manager. That's a question for you. You need to find that out for next week if he is, John. Indeed. Um, in the Bossett League South East Division, Cray Wanderers are ten points clear at the top after a two-one win over Hastings on Sunday, uh, which moved them. Well clear, but I, do you know what? I really wish that they'd get on with, as, as horrible as it is to say, I wish they'd hurry up and expunge Thamesmead's record because this league table is just not right. I don't know if, if people have played Thamesmead who are going to lose their points. Um, you know, and Thamesmead are still listed as being at the table, played seven, and all their fixtures are still there being postponed. They're, they're obviously not going to come back, so what's the delay? I don't I don't really understand. Are they waiting for a board meeting or something, do you think? Yeah, Yeah, it does seem strange. We can probably work it out if... Um, from that point of view, they, they, so they, they, well, six, seven other sides have played them, so some of them may lose points. I don't know if Cray were one of the sides uh, from that point of view. Uh, Hyde against Ramsgate won all this weekend. It was a decent game from what I hear, a bit of a feisty one. 
but Hyde need to sort of improve their away form. Really good at home, but not too. Only two wins out of uh, six away. Well, five, uh, six away from home. They need to sort that out. But uh, you need to work that out. And we're still waiting on the Faversham Town manager's job. We thought he might have known by now. Yeah, well, I think application shut last week, so they were expecting to make someone, and, and they lost five two at VCD on Saturday with two more goals for Charlie McDonald and one for Ali Fusini as well. Um, despite actually take, being two 0 up at one point, yeah, Faversham yeah. as well. Um, or well, two 0 up with three minutes to go before half time, and then Charlie McDonald scored twice, and it was two two at the break. So that just goes to show the sort of spirit that's there. Uh, East Grinstead won, Ashford United 2 and Seven Oaks Town 1, Phoenix Sports 2. Uh, uh, other results, Whitswell 2 and 1 is at Sittingbourne in a game where both players, both teams had a player sent off. And that is it for that division, actually, because obviously the other fixture that I had in front of me was Thamesmead Town. And as we've just said, they are not around anymore, unfortunately, as, we, as we've heard already on the Kent Only podcast. Uh, this weekend, it's Greenwich against Faversham. Cray Wanderers go to Guernsey. Uh, Whitswall down at Hastings. Herne Bay host Haywards Heath Town. There's too many haters in this league. Horsham against VCD Athletic. Hythe Town go to Phoenix Sports. Ramsgate host East Grinstead. Sittingbourne uh, host Three Bridges. And Seven Oaks Town make the trip to face Whiteleaf. Um, so some interesting games there. Not not many, too many derbies, actually, which is which is nice. But um, Hythe Town... Away to high turning fifth, away to fourth place. Phoenix Sports. That's the game of the weekend, surely. Yeah, I think that's well well pronounced. Good pronunciation of your hatreds there, John. In that one, so uh, yeah. Again, as I mentioned about high, they need to sort. Um, they're looking good. I don't think with the main man up front of school for a while is he? Uh, I'm trying to think of his name now. Zach Anser. Zach Anser scored yeah. on Saturday. Did he, he hasn't been banging him in as much as he has though. <laughs> good stat there. Get me out of a hole there, John. Will put me in a hole from that point of view. Yeah, Always look, happy to. Uh, from that point of view, yeah. Just, uh, there's a long way to go. We saw Cray last season. Being a long way clear, and it, and it all went wrong. That's going to, you know, make sure they stay up there. But still, you know, this, this division, stop many sides of uh, plenty of games to play. You'd have thought there's a long way to go. Yeah, it's a weaker division this year, though. I think because it's lost the Surrey teams. You know, your Waltons, your and so and so. I know a couple of people from Walton actually following the podcast on Twitter as well. So hello to you if you're listening, and also it's in other people that are listening. Eastbourne United sent me a couple of. Nice messages on Twitter last week as well. After I was chatting about the fact I'm moving down there next week, um, which which is nice. But I, th- I think that the you know the, the league is slightly weaker this year because some of those traditional sides on the outskirts of London aren't in it anymore, and it is very much a Kent division. And obviously, you've got Kent and Sussex. Well, it's Kent and Sussex, basically, isn't it? But you'd... Hastings always their side always going to be up there. Maybe they struggled a little bit. But they're, how they're many been... times have they blown up at the end of a season? Though? Yeah, they, 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 always, you know, for me, they should be always doing. They're, probably, they're playing at a couple of low, levels lower than probably should be. Yeah, for the for the for the catchment area, and they never seem to. Go from there, but that game it's a division there. We still think only one up, aren't we? And then one for the play. We don't actually know yet, do we? No, exactly. I think it well could be one in the playoffs, or it could be none in the playoffs, depending on where they finish in the league and what day of the week it is, and how they're all smiling that week. Um, and I don't know; it's just ridiculous. Um, one league where there is going to be one team going up this season, although they might get another one after Thamesmead Town uh, folded, is the Southern Counties East Premier League, uh, where Beckenham Town are still three points clear at the top, thanks to their one 0 win at Tunbridge Wells. Thanks to Richard Atkins, he scores a lot of goals for Beckenham. Um, the other results, uh, Sheppey United won that big game 1-0 at Chatham. Uh, Crowbrew had a stinking start to the season, won 3-2 at Canterbury. Crowbrew are now 7th, Matt. I think we were writing them off yep. at, at the very start of the campaign. Uh, Irith Town beat AFC Croydon 2-1. Uh, Fisher beat Deal 2-0. K-Sports 2, Hollands and Blair 1. Big win for K-Sports. Lordswood 2, Croydon 1. Perfect response from Lordswood to their uh, defeat on uh, in the uh, FA Vars last week when I know they were very disappointed with that. And Croydon, who again, not a Kent club, but played 12 
lost 12. Um, Tunbridge Wells have not faring that much better. They've only got four points. As I said, they lost 1-0 to Beckenham. And uh, Corinthian with 3-2 winners at Cray Valley on Sunday. Um, that league is, is still very much wide open. But Sheppard United, that's a really, really impressive win for them away to Chatham. Yeah, up to fourth place. I know we, you tipped them earlier in the season to be the side to do well. Um, picked up of, of late scoring goals, 34 in 13 games. But that's a big win at, at Chatham. Again, Chatham had a good start to the season. They've tailed off a little bit as well. Still quite tight at the top of the division. Fisher as well coming up on the inside. So, again, some big clubs in that division. Uh, who's your money on, John? You know, Beckham have got it at the moment. They've got to see if they can hang on to it. But Sheppard United, with the support, maybe they can do it. Sheppard United, and so what, Corinthian have had a fantastic start to the season. Third in the table. They're only five points off the top with two games in hand. They are a team to watch. And one thing I will say as well about Crowborough, it was said they had a bad start to the season even though they've now won 8 games out of their 15, their goal difference is still minus 11, so they're paying the price for their poor start to the campaign. Uh, in the Southern County League Division 1, which we, we are mentioning every week now, because I think that we, we've had some good good words from people about the fact that we're doing that. Uh, Wellingtown lost their unbeaten record. Uh, Luke Rooney was among the scorers as Stansfield beat them 3-2 um, to n- knock their first defeat of the season, but they are still nine points clear at the top after 15 games, although Sutton Athletic do have three games in hand in third, uh, and they're only a point behind second place Bride and Ropes. Uh, the other results, Irvington Belwood here, six, Snodland Town two, Snodland Town at the bottom of that league, FC Armstead two, Holmesdale one, Kennington three, Sutton, United, Sutton Athletic one, uh, Lewisham Borough three, Kent Football United two, Meridian two, Lid Town 1, Phoenix Sports Results 0, Rochester United 0 and as I've already mentioned, Stan Sturfeld against Wellington and just looking very quickly at the fixtures for the Southern Counties because we do have to go because actually we've got a radio show to do in 18 minutes time. This is how we're cramming things into our lives at the moment and Matt is still working his way through his suites and getting his scripts ready for the radio show. Um, this Saturday, obviously full fixtures in the uh, in those both those divisions. In the first division, I'm just looking Wellington against Brydon Ropes, first versus second, so that's a big game. And in the Premier Division, Sheppard United against Cray Valley, another cracking game. That one, Matt, that sounds like a really good one. Cray Valley still scoring goals for fun, although they did lose on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No Kevin Lisby on target, and from that, that was a disappointing result for them against a great result for Corinthian, but uh, Cray Valley from that. But we've got to see Luke Rooney still scoring goals for Stansfield as well in the. Uh, First division uh, um, there. Are you surprised nobody's picked him up, or doesn't he want to know anymore? I, well, I don't know, but if if you he's surely play, he must be playing playing the game for fun now because you know he's he's had a a career that perhaps perhaps could have gone differently. Should we say that's the the nicest way to say it? But he's still only twenty seven years old. He's twenty eight next month. Um, Luke Rooney. Um, Where did he go? From, he went big money. Swindon was he? He went to Swindon. Yes. Um, it was about decent money. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then obviously he ended up going to America. Um, and he's now he was oh he was actually at, according to his Twitter he was at Gillingham last week for the first time since um, since he left the club, which is uh, which is very funny. Who was the manager would Hessen Harlow given him a debut there? Uh, was Alan? No, was it before? before? No, it was before Alan. Way Stimson? before Alan. Uh, I think he may have played a little bit under Stimson, but I think it was main. It was under Hessen Tyler uh, in Hessen Tyler's second spell that he became. Um, pretty much a fixture in the squad. Um, but yeah, you'd, you'd still think that there was definitely potential for him to um, to sort of have a go at it. I mean, he made, he made his debut in 2009, so that would have been under Mark Stimson. So, um, you know, he, he's definitely got some potential there. Um, if, he's, if his mind's in the right place, 
then if he wants to, if you want to listen, anybody knows him, we'd love to speak to him on the podcast. How he's getting into non-league football? Exactly. Yeah, that would be really fantastic. Uh, anyway, we are going to wrap up this week's podcast now. Again, as I say, it's my fault that we're a little bit shorter than normal, um, but I do. I can only apologise for that, and I promise you that if not next week, because next week's moving week, but the week after, normal service will start to be resumed on your Kent non-league podcast. Um, Matt, no game for you this weekend. Do you think? Uh, well, it's Monday at the moment. Probably not because everybody's away, but. Uh, you never know. Follow me on social media if you want to know where I'm going. Oh, of course. Everyone wants to know where you're going. If not, you could always go and knock yourself out and go. You've been saying you want to go to Sheppey United, Matt. Why don't you take the girls over to the island for the day and watch that thriller? Uh, I would probably enjoy it, but maybe less so the girls. There's, there's things to do over there. Like well, the... what, I went to Margate. As I told you, I went to Margate's, um, uh, Margate Football Club for a 40th birthday party at the weekend, which I really enjoyed. I spoke to the bloke I mentioned last week who um, wanted the shout-out because he gave me a lift home. And he, he asked me if I found out about the four sending off in that game, and I never did, John. Ah, so I need to find that out. That's and your that, homework for this week. Is, but I need to find that out. Lovely. And, and that's the first time my wife has ever been in a football ground. She didn't, <laughs> she didn't even see the pitch. So the chance of her taking me to taking her to Sheppey are probably low, very, very low. Ah, a shame. Anyway, yeah, thanks everyone for listening to this week's podcast. Don't forget you can follow us on social media, on Twitter at Kent NL Podcast and on Facebook at Kent Non-League. I'm at John Phipps 81 and Matt is at Matthew underscore Gerard. Um, thanks to everyone who's listened and all that remains is to say we shall see you all next week. Concentrate on the league. Concentrate on the league. Concentrate on the league. <laughs>